0: Saturday at 6. It's time for your weekly music and entertainment fix.
1: Backstage with Sinead Nivorda.
0: With all the best music, interviews, and live sessions. Live from the Radio Nova studios in the Dublin Docklands. Hello and a very welcome along to the show. It's Sinead Nivorda hanging out with you here until 7 o'clock. Time is now four minutes past 6. Yeah. This week has just been quite, uh, just a sad blur, really, at things. I couldn't believe the news when I woke up on Monday morning to find out that we had lost the incredible music icon, the music chameleon that was David Bowie. So I decided to dedicate this entire show to... David Bowie, so joining me on the show to share their thoughts and uh, reflections on this incredible man and artist are so many guests who have had the chance to work with him and meet with him, uh, play with him. So joining me on the show today is going to be Christy Dignam of Aslan. They supported him at a Slain show in 1987. Dave Fanning will be sharing his thoughts and you know what Bowie meant to him. And you're also hearing from Clifford Slapper, author of the book, Bowie's Piano Man The Life of Mike Arson. This is the man who also got to play piano for for Bowie in the TV show Extras You'll be hearing from Steve Wall of The Stunning and from Huey Morgan who got to meet him several times and uh, you'll be hearing his surprise when David Bowie revealed that he actually loved the fun Loving criminals. so it's all coming up between now and 7 o'clock, so I think we're going to start off with a bit of music Backstage on Radio Nova Gonna take this one now from 1972, originally from the album The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, Suffragette City on Radio Nova. Hey man, oh, leave me
1: alone, you know. Hey man, whoever oh, get off the phone. I got the hey man, i got the spin on my face. The smell of black chicks just put my spine out. It's a total blam blam She said she had to speed it But she...
0: Backstage on Radio Nova dedicating this entire show to Mr. David Bowie from the year nineteen seventy-two and the album The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars that was suffragette city. So yet to come on the show, we would be hearing from Dave Fanning, Clifford Slapper, Hughie from Frumlin Criminal, Steve Wall of the Stunning. Um yeah, this guy, man, I just I still can't get over it. He's an English singer, songwriter, musician, record producer, painter, and actor. He was a figure a figure in popular music now for over five decades. And considered by critics and other musicians and you guys as well, of course, as an innovator, particularly for his work in the 1970s. And this Monday, we tragically lost him at the age of 69, um, where he passed away in New York City from liver cancer. So, so sad. So joining me now on the line is Christy Dignam of Aslan. Christy, thank you so much for joining me on the line today. Um, it's such a, a tragic thing, really, all this week. Uh, I think we're also really in shock from it all. I'm you know.
2: devastated. You know, sometimes people die, and you just I just couldn't get my head around I still can't get my head around it. I'm looking at Because every time you look at him, you look at him on TV, and he's so vital, you know. Mm. And to think that that's all gone now, and you, you'll never see that again, it's just it's sad. It's very sad.
0: Yeah, it just doesn't really make much sense, you know. And you got to support David Bowie and Slane back in 87, didn't yeah.
2: you? Yeah, and Glass spider at her. Wow! I was, I was, at the time, we, you know, we, they were with my Records and they were, E&W, he was with my Records. So we said to our manager at the time, and said, "Look, we don't care if we never get us another gig, don't care if we never get us a record, another record deal, anything. Just get us this gig and playing with David Bowie." Wow. So, fairly enough, he, he did it, you know. So that's great.
0: So it was a very important thing for you to do at the time,
2: and yeah. To this day, I mean, we've done a lot since then, you know, but to this day, it's still one of the highlights for me, you know, just to have done that gig. We did bigger gigs to bigger crowds since then, you know, but something about that, just the the fact that we were playing with Bowie and stuff, you know, it was really special to me, you know.
0: I can imagine it holds a special place in your heart, all right. And I believe you tried to meet him later, but you weren't successful. Yeah, well, what happened was, do you remember the Pink Elephant? Oh, I've heard of the Pink Elephant, yeah.
2: Right, it was was something Moulds would see. It was was the lilies Bardello of its day, you know. Yeah. But we all went up there after the gig, and then, we were sitting at the table and he was sitting at the table and he had these two big ex marines who are kind of body his bodyguards. Mm-hmm. So Billy uh, out of the band went to go over and get take for an and the, the security guy stood up and just waved that finger kind of now pushed uh, pushed him away, you know. So a couple of years later he was playing, I think it was the Sound and Vision Tour, he was playing in the Point. So we went in to meet him backstage and I was talking to him. And I said, says, says, I was really disappointed. This was a few years ago. I said, i had to tell you this story. I said, we played this in Slaying on the Glass Spider Tour. I said, I'm after I said, one of the lads wanted to get an autograph and uh, he went over. I told him what happened, you know. Mm, yeah, yeah. And he, says, he said, well, he said, it's funny. He said, at that time, he said, and the reason I even had those guys with me, he says, John Lennon had been killed, you know, a couple of years before that. He says I was an Englishman over here in Ireland, you know. He says the troubles were at the height. He says, and I was, I was really paranoid at the time. So I met, I, I just, that's why I had all the security and all with me. Because wow.
1: that,
2: because when I met him the, the second time, he was really very unassuming and you now very down to earth, very nice. He, he wasn't a bit. Like I've met a lot of people and mm. he, he, over the years, you know, but you're so well affected by, by his fame and stuff. You know, he's a lovely man.
0: It's amazing to see because he's oh god had such success through so many different guises and he's a true, a true yeah, music yes. icon. And I was spoken to different people about him, like a Clifford Slapper who got to play the piano for him on uh, extras that the comedy with yeah. R- Ricky that Gervais and it? oh, it was so funny. You know, it was yeah, so funny how he could just you know take the mickey out of himself, really. You know, yeah,
2: <laughs> and that's the thing. You know, he he, he could he could he could um, put not take himself so seriously when he wanted to. You know. Which is a great race, And you know, you don't know, think you, you should never meet your idol. Yeah. You know, you, you're usually disappointed. Well, with him, he was the exception to that rule really, because to me, you know, I was gobsmacked when I met him. I still still worshiped him after meeting him, you know, so he didn't disappoint me at
0: all, you know. Oh, that's great. Great. Yeah, you do hear that, you know, never meet your heroes, but. That's uh, what I mean, yeah. Yeah just with him, you know, it just seems to be a, a different kind of person altogether. And uh, obviously, I mean, it's so sad to find out that he had cancer and, you know, he was given such a short time to live. And obviously this is yeah. something that you're quite familiar with. Uh, I mean, yes. God, I mean. Well, I you know, it's funny because <clears throat> about a month ago, your sister came up to the house
2: and she said, did you hear Bowie had uh, dementia, Alzheimer's or something mm-hmm. like that? so I said I'm joking says, yeah, said, A joke. And she said, yeah. She said, it's all over Facebook and stuff so I went on the internet and I started looking through so I went on to t- Tony Visconti, who's his producer Yeah. and uh, he was his producer years ago in the early days and he's just started working again over the last one, couple of albums but um, he went there, he said, no, look, there's nothing wrong with him. He says, he, his pain is, is as sharp as it ever was. I've just walked him on a new album that's been released, you know, which is the Black Star album. He said, I've been walking around, he said, he's brilliant, he's not a bother on him. So that was only a month ago. So so for this to kind of happen then, I was totally out of the blue, you know, so... Really sad,
0: really, really sad. So, so, how's your health doing, Christy? If you don't mind me asking.
2: Well, you know, uh, as I kind of saying before, the, the 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 condition I have is called amyloidosis, and there's no cure for it. You know, it's it's an incurable condition. So, what you can do is with with, with the the with treatment and chemotherapy and stuff. Uh, my 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 um, bone marrow produces a negative protein, you know, mm. so. With with the with the chemo that you can kind of put they can stop it and manage it you know mm. but that that will kind of stop it you kind of get a hiatus of maybe four years it'll stop producing for and then it start producing again you have to go through the whole chemotherapy thing again oh, God, so at I the moment you. I'm kind of two and a half years into that four year period wow. so I, I mean it's not definitely four years it could be three years it could be six years you know it's on average it's kind of four years so you're kind of on, you're on a time clock really which is is, is weird so you. It, it, it tends to make you appreciate things more and kind of enjoy everything like even we, we did Vicar a couple of weeks ago and you know you're kind of playing the gigs and you're playing them like they're your last gig you know just because it could be you know you don't know what's going to happen because once the thing strikes you know because because the chemotherapy uh, uh, I responded well to it the first time the last time I got it doesn't necessarily mean I'll respond to it again you know the, I, could, I could be immune to that chemo now this time we don't know So you're you're kind of living
0: living day to day, you know, really. Oh, Christy, you're such an amazing man. Do you know that? Nah. Yeah, I got tears in my eyes just just listening to this. And like, you know, you've got such a real devoted fan base. You know, they love you, and we love you, and you're held in such high regard. So, really, all of our thoughts are, are with you, and I really hope you get over this. Thank God, it's something that that can be treated, and hopefully, after these three or four years, you'll be on the straight and narrow. Well, listen, I have to just say thank you so much for for the music, and thank you so much for taking time to speak to you today, Chrissy Dignam of Aslan. Thank you. Cheers.
2: Thanks very much. God bless you and all the, all your listeners out there.
0: Music from David Bowie on Radio Nova. Oh, you pretty things. You know, Bowie's impact was so enormous. He changed the nature of rock music. He changed his own approach repeatedly. And there are so many bands who owe their existence to Bowie. One band being Joy Division. They were initially named Warsaw as a tribute to the Bowie song Warsaw Sawa and were influenced by the Berlin trilogy of the Bowie albums Low, Heroes and Lodger. And then Suede, you know, they weren't really necessarily a Britpop band. And Brett Anderson admitted, Bowie gave me a strong sense of admission for the band. And he was acknowledging how Bowie's music was a template for the classic Dogman star album. Album. Um, Clifford Slapper is someone who got to work with Bowie. He's the author of The Bowie's Piano Man, The Life of Mike Garson. And he was a devoted fan to Mike Garson. Uh, obviously, Clifford Slapper is a piano player himself. So you're about to hear how he got involved with the TV show Extras. But uh, this is a surprise when he got to find out about working with Bowie himself.
4: Little did I realise that years later, I would have the chance to actually work with Bowie. Oh I was like uh, So when as a child, I was just <laughs> totally falling in love with things like the Elad insane album yeah. and then Pin up Diamond Dogs, uh, David Live, all of those early 70s albums, even going through to Young Americans, all of which Mike played on. So I was there as sort of young, budding, piano-playing kid, you know. Um, But yeah, years later, I got the chance to work with Bowie on the... um, Extras TV comedy show which was a British TV comedy by Ricky Gervais where Bowie had his very comical sort of cameo which was very sporting of him because he was basically sending himself up a little bit and playing a kind of grotesque version of himself (laughs) going around (laughs) nightclubs singing comic songs to people that he meets along the way you know which is quite a funny idea and so that's how I came in and played the piano for Bowie to to mime to in fact for that particular episode which was quite an experience. Do you
0: know on that note I think I have to play something from actually. I've quoted a little bit of a snippet from oh, it. Oh, okay. So here's Bowie I'm featuring the piano-style <laughs> musings of Mr. Clifford Slapper.
3: Pathetic little fat man No one's bloody laughing The clown that no one laughs at They all just wish he'd die Fat so takes his own life He blows his stupid brains out but the twat I'd probably miss. Yes, Linda, I like that. Yeah, so do I. It's brilliant, Linda. He sold <laughs> his soul for a shot at fame. Cat's phrase and wig and the jokes are
0: lame. It's a bit of a snippet from X the brilliant uh, award-winning comedy featuring Ricky Gervais and of course Bowie and on piano is Mr Clifford Stafford that must have been so much fun working on set with Exeter and absolutely. David Bowie and actually Ricky.
4: I mean David Bowie's got a fantastic sense of humour and he and Ricky Gervais were just had a great sort of rapport on, on set as well and it was it was bizarre the whole thing was bizarre and, <laughs> and a fantastic thing to do a, really a pleasure um, David Bowie couldn't have been nicer to work with absolute gentlemen and very sort of efficient in his working method but also quite modest about it and it was really funny because they the producer had asked him to you know if possible bring some chords do some music to ricky gervais and Stephen merchant's um lyrics which had been written in as part of the script um but i was also sent the script in advance and asked if i could write down some chords for that song just in case david bowie chose not to bring them with him from new york when we sat down the first thing he said was let's see what chords you put for this you know and um, they were exactly the same and he was like oh my that's really spooky you've got the same cause as me so, How uh, yeah. bizarre! We used his chords, which yeah. are the same anyway. But we, Yeah, uh, yeah. His oh, amazing. Yeah. So, the, no, the whole thing was was a wild experience, so that was fantastic. And then the way the story develops with this book that's come out is that a couple of years later, I met Mike Garson and was chatting away, and the funniest thing happened. He actually... Mike started telling me this story about having seen a British comedy show two years earlier, and he said, oh, David was playing the piano, and he spoke to David Bowie and had a joke with him, uh, with him about it. Uh, Mike said to David... David, um, I see you're playing the piano on British TV shows now. You don't need me to play for you anymore. And apparently David Bowie replied, no, no, that was some English guy. And I was being told all of this by... Mike, Mike Garson. So I had the wonderful crazy. opportunity to stop him and say, actually, I was that guy. And, <laughs> and, in fact, and we really bonded over that. So there was this weird coincidence.
0: Clifford Slapper is speaking about working with David Bowie and, of course, the guy who wrote the, the book Bowie's Piano Man, the Life of Mike Garson. And Bowie, as well as having, you know, such an incredible background of music, he also proved his worth as an actor. You know, that was a great performance in Extras. But his filmography is so impressive. He appeared in period movies such as The Man Who Fell to Earth in 1976, for which he received a Saturn Award for Best actor there is a 1983 one Merry Christmas Mr. Lawrence Um, I loved him as his portrayal of Jareth, the Goblin King uh, from Labyrinth in 1986 of course there is Absolute Beginners and then in 2001 came Zoolander where he played a cameo as himself which uh, he got nominated for an award for an MTV Movie Award so I think we'll just revisit this classic moment in Zoolander alright who's going to call this
3: sucker if nobody has any objections I believe I might be of service. Now, this will be a straight walk off. Old school rules. First model walks, second model duplicates, then elaborates. Okay, boys, let's go to work. Each before
1: beauty, coaches. Whatever.
0: <laughs> oh, I think my list for this weekend is growing in terms of movies I gotta watch again. Zoolander and Labyrinth. Um, yet to come on backstage, you'll be hearing from Huey Morgan of Fun Lovin' Criminals, Dave Fanning, and Steve Wall of the Sudding, all talking about uh David Bowie, the genius and the artist, as well as what David Mo- Bowie meant to them. Up next, more great music from the iconic Mr. Bowie. You'll also be hearing Nirvana's infamous tribute to Bowie as recorded live at M Unplugged in New York. And joining me next in studio is Connor Irwin. Who'll be talking about the reaction to David Bowie's sad passing? Backstage on Radio Nova.